welcome back to the Crossroad Connection podcast, where we connect you to stories that shape our community. And today on the podcast, I'm just going to have a uh, guest, Pastor Peter, on the podcast today talk about last Sunday's sermon. And honestly, we'll just see where it goes. So stick with me today on the podcast. Well, welcome, Pastor Peter, to the podcast. Hello, again. hello. He's, he's, you're so, you're so willing just to jump in. Like, sure, I'll be on the podcast. Yes. It's <laughs> I appreciate fun. it. I appreciate yeah. it. So, um, I will say that this past Sunday was maybe one of my, if not my favorite sermons you've preached. <laughs> so, sorry. Now you just have to keep getting better and better. Oh, I know. Yeah. Downhill from here. <laughs> Downhill from here. But we can't, I mean, we, I know we'll touch on this, but, uh, and you can tell me, let's not touch on that yet, but. The apple tree, yes. your dad's apple tree. Yes. Well, we were we were told the story of this old stump that my dad had because an apple tree had died and fallen over, or it hadn't died, but it had fallen over in an ice storm. Yeah. And but uh, you had said it wasn't doing well before the ice storm. Yeah, it was an old tree, and it was sick. And then the ice storm just took it out. It wasn't very mm-hmm. strong, and so all was left was part of a stump. And but but my dad didn't give up on it, and so that stump came back to life, and it has uh, fruit. And it was you know, beautiful. Yeah, what, what were, you showed the pictures of what it looked like before, and then you showed um, what it looks like now with the green leaves and the bucket of apples at the bottom. And it, yeah. oh my goodness, it was. Um, I mean, I, I I walked away from it thinking, you know, don't give up on anything. Yeah, don't give up on anything. You know, something could be dead and gone. Uh, something could be tough in life, but I walked away yeah. from it. Just don't give up. But then, of course, yeah. I say to you uh, today, I've got stumps in my yard I'm going to hold out for. And you're like, nah, <laughs> just grind those stumps up. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, you know, we're not talking about tree stumps here. The The point exactly. was about how the Israelites had been waiting and waiting for these promises from God to come. And it had been over a thousand years. And and, you know, God said, a, a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. And so we were talking Amazing. about how a stump looks dead, but God can bring it back to life. So that's where we got the apple tree picture from. But, yes. And um, you had that great illustration of a stump with just a little shoot coming off of it. Yeah. And that's yeah. all it takes sometimes. And, and I think, too, when I think about that is sometimes we plant those seeds, and it's such a small seed. Something mm-hmm. we say or do is so small. Just like that shoot off that stump. And you just never know. But let's talk a little about the Israelites, the thousand mm-hmm. years. My goodness. And and we discuss this at Church on Sunday, waiting. Yeah. That's hard. Yes, we are in Advent time, which is about waiting. And it's a, it's a time of preparation and just recognizing that when Jesus came, it had been a long time in the making. Yes. And we've been talking about that and... Um, we talked about the promises that God made to David, um, but that was a thousand years before Jesus came and fulfilled that, those promises where it's he just, says, you yeah. know, I'll, I will do all these things for the kingdom. You know, he wasn't talking about David's kingdom. He was talking about God's kingdom. Right. So, it, but that's a long time to wait. And in the meantime, you know, it looked pretty grim. Yes. It looked pretty bad for the Israelites. I just can't imagine, too, that 400 years where God was silent. Yeah. 
Well, and I would say, I don't know that he was silent. We don't have scripture for, for those 400 that's, years. That's and true. I know that's what you mean. That's true. But we know that God was still active because there were people even, in, you know, when they went to the temple and, mm-hmm. you know, God had been speaking to people in the temple about the Messiah coming. And, and he so, wouldn't have left the people. Yeah. I mean, we know that he wouldn't have ever left the people. But, yeah. you know, it makes me wonder, though, what that 400 years was like, though. Yeah. Was it was there a big difference? Did they feel different? Yeah. I mean, I wish there were scripture to tell us what well, went on. Well, <laughs> it had been a long time and during that time, it, you know, the, the the nation they were they were just struggling, you know, the temple and then they were taken over by the Romans. There's a lot of battles going on and you know, they they were struggling with their identity mm-hmm. as the nation of Israel because you know, the temple is your identity. And so when that's destroyed, when the, you're governed by other nations, you know, your identity is all in flux. And so they're fig- trying to figure out who they are. It was a great time of change in the Jewish religion, if you study that very much. And we see that in the Bible because you have all these different sets of Jews. You know, they have the Sadducees, sure. the Pharisees, uh-huh. the, the Sanhedrin. And you're kind of like, what are all these different groups of Jews? Well, it came out of that time because wow. they didn't know... They were looking for their identity, and so they kind of came up with some different interpretations of the law. We're kind of getting into things now, but I yeah. think it's so fascinating because we don't, a lot of times in the church, we don't get into a lot of the Jewish history, and we're like, what's going on in in the Jew, with the Jews? And, you know, they're trying to figure out things on their own, kind of, like, mm-hmm. you know, how do, we, how do we do this thing? And, and so they were, at the same time, they are waiting on a Messiah to come, mm. but they're also trying to, like, figure out how to do the law. You know, right over. You know, what does it mean today? Now, because the problem for them was they didn't have a temple. So how yeah, do you? So what do we do? Yeah. So the Jews were like, how do we keep the law when we don't have a temple and we don't have the priesthood or whatever? And so they had to reinterpret some of that, mm-hmm. which is eventually gets us to how Jews are today. Sure. You know, where they don't do sacrifices and things. And well, and like so. Jesus, like you said, Jesus came and brought the new covenant. So yes. was that you know was that God's way of preparing them for what was to come too? Like. We're gonna ch- we're just gonna change it all up. Yeah, well, it's Those certainly a, <laughs> a clue, and I think you're getting into the emphasis that I'm trying to get to. When we when we finally get to Jesus and the Gospels, we have to remember that in the background of the New Covenant, you have you have people who are still practicing the Old Covenant. They're still trying to do the law. Yeah, and so you see this when Paul is writing all the time about the conflicts between Jesus's way versus the law, and and they're sorting this out, and mm-hmm. and we we don't quite get all that, but that was a really big deal for sure. for the yeah. for the early Christians of, of how do we stay true to our Jewish roots, and yet we're in a new covenant now, and right. so they're sorting that out throughout all the gospels. We just got done studying the Book of Acts in Sunday school, yeah, and so a lot of that. A lot of that, yeah. but the whole book really is about that, and yeah. and it, I, I try to put myself in their shoes. It would be hard something sure. that your you, your parents, your grandparents, everyone in your your family has yeah. done their whole lives. They've done these things. Yeah. They've followed these laws, and then Jesus comes and says, "Now nah, we're going to do away with that." It would be really, really hard. Yes. So I'm amazed that people had that faith. Yeah. And took off. So we're getting ahead of ourselves in uh, what you talked about Sunday, but Oh, it's fun. It's just amazing I, to think about where they came yeah. from and where they ended up and how they, you know, I would hope that if we were in that time, we yeah. would have that faith that well, we could I, just drop. I think part of this is what we we're looking at is Jesus prepared them for it the whole mm-hmm. time. It wasn't like the new covenant, he just sprung this total left yeah, turn. That's true. He'd been 
foretelling the new covenant since Moses' covenant. Yes. I mean, it was like he gave him the law on the mountain, and immediately he says, this is not going to work. I'm going to give you a new covenant eventually. So he's yes. already preparing them, and it took thousands of years. Mm-hmm. But he's saying there's going to be a Messiah, and we see this over and over where he prophesies about mm-hmm. Jesus coming so they would be ready. And a lot of the Jewish people were ready. Yeah. You know, they, they recognized it, and their they hearts were, were they ready. They were waiting, yes. Yeah. They were waiting and yeah. expecting I took a, a class last year. It was on the Messiah in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. And it is amazing, mm-hmm. amazing how many places yeah. that you can see Jesus all through that Old Testament. Right. And so this is basically what you've shown us. And thousands of years, they just, it's just, it still boggles my mind that, like you said, yeah. how could they have remembered from generation to generation? I think you yeah. said that in your sermon. And I don't know. Yeah. But I'm proud that they. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'm they, proud that they listened and were waiting yeah. and expecting. And Well, and even the ones who didn't accept Jesus, they knew what a Messiah would look like. Mm. You know, and from what I've read, it's like it wasn't so much they didn't recognize him, but they wouldn't accept him, mm. right? Because he was threatening their power, and he came different than they expected, you know? Right. They, they expected that soldier yeah. riding on a horse and with an army and... Yeah, or, or he would come in and, and reinforce the law, mm-hmm. you know, but he had a different law in mind. He had a, a new interpretation of God's ways for them and mm. um, where they had interpreted it very differently than, than sure. he did. And he always, he kind of pointed the finger and said, you're missing the point here, you yeah. know? I you think know. they wanted, uh, to me, they wanted force and they wanted uh, do this and fix this. And he just came, mm-hmm. to me, he, when he came, it was just love. Yeah. He wanted to teach us how to love, yeah. and, and uh, well, they kept a trying, trying to get to, to do it in our own strength and keep all these things, and we just can't get there that way. Mm-hmm. And that's the point: is Jesus, Jesus died on the cross so that we don't have to get, get there through our own stuff. Yeah, we can't keep the law; we just can't do all the things right. And right, and it's just like it's just like the weight. Said, it's impossible. Yeah, to do all that and to yeah. keep those laws. Yeah. And he knew that. Why do you think he made those laws so hard that he knew so we would have to uh, rely on him? Yeah, well, Romans talks about how the law reveals our sin. Mm -hmm. Um, It reveals that we just can't do it. But, you know, there were a few people like, um, what's Elizabeth and her husband, uh, when when John John the Baptist's parents, you know, it says they were blameless and they kept the law. Uh So so we say sometimes, oh, nobody could keep the law. Well, there were a few people in the Bible that actually it says they kept the law. It's amazing, right? But even if you kept the law, you're not made new. The the law was kind of like you get get forgiven and then you have to come back again and get forgiven and you get Mm -hmm. cleansed. But but you're you're not made new and regenerated, and that's what Jesus does. Is He regenerates us and He gets, sends us His Holy Spirit, and so it's a different situation now where sure. we don't go to the temple. He's in us, you know. The God, you know, Jesus is in us now, and so it's just a whole whole different situation that hardly compares, you know. Yes, so. for sure. Speaking of, you talked about Elizabeth a little bit, and you mentioned uh, the angel Gabriel, and that was. Something that, you know, a lot of people commented about, about what Gabriel yeah. had said to Mary. And yeah. there's another person. She only had to wait nine months. Right. But in her waiting, can you imagine what her waiting was like? Yeah. I just, you know, the song, Did She Know? She knew, but I yeah. still wonder if she didn't fully get it until he died on that cross. I ponder I that know. sometimes. Like, she knew. 
She trusted the angel, and she knew. Yeah. Well, but. I think it's just God's grace that he, he... I was thinking about this, too. Like, he didn't have to tell them. Like, even the For fact sure. that Elizabeth is Mary's relative, or like John the Baptist, mm-hmm. they're relatives. Like, they could have been completely separate, didn't even know each other, you yeah. know. Yeah. But it's it's so like God to do it within family. <laughs> Isn't it so like to, God? But yeah. to go to go to them ahead of time and say this is coming, like he was he was so kind. Rather than you know he he led them into that in a way they could receive it, mm-hmm. you know. And go out and read that story in the Bible, yeah. though. I love how and and you've lost Elizabeth's husband's name. I, I have too. Stephen. No. Jeremiah. Uh, Zechariah. Zechariah. <laughs> he doesn't believe, and so yes. he can't speak. Yes. He can't speak, and so he doesn't believe his wife because they're old. Yeah. He doesn't. The angel says, you're right. going to have a baby, and he's like, yeah, right. Yeah. Boom. Voice is gone. <laughs> yeah. Can't speak until the baby comes, and yeah. he gives him his name, and that's a great, that's great reading in yeah. the Bible. I mean, my gosh. Yeah. I want you guys to read well, your Bibles, but that, that if you want a good story. Yeah, and there's so many lessons there. Like, mm-hmm. you, you think of people that are beyond usefulness or something. Sure. But like God didn't God sees I can use that. You know, yes. it's so such an unlikely instrument for him to use, especially if you're talking about having a baby. And yet yeah. that's what he thought would be a great idea. And it's it's probably because it was so impossible. Yes. It's just how he does things and I th- I just love it and We talked about yeah. that this morning, saying yes to God. You know, some we we're put in uncomfortable situations or out of our comfort zones. And I'd like to think Elizabeth said yes to God. Yeah. yeah. And Mary, for sure, yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, sh- I think they were both yeah. probably, really? How is this possible? Right. But I say yes to it. Yeah. Well, and Joseph, too. Joseph, That was a big sure. risk for, for him. For sure. You know, but it's so g- great that Gabriel went to him as well. And, you know, there's just, there's so many great things. I, we don't have time to get into all these know, stories, you know. I know. We're, we're getting a few things, but we we could definitely go in. I think Joseph was really blessed that uh, he wasn't Jesus's biological father, but he it was through his line, his family line, that yeah. Jesus came. Yeah, and I think that is that's that's God's gift to Joseph. Yeah. I think. Yeah, or I like to think. Well, and yeah, they were all of the line of David, which was kind of what we were talking about. Gabriel came, and mm-hmm. I never saw that until I was later in life that. The things Gabriel said to Mary were the exact things that God had promised David a thousand, a thousand years, years earlier. And, you know, we miss that sometimes, but this is all connected, and God's been faithful. Mm-hmm. He's been working it out. He's mm-hmm. He's got this all—it's all on track, you know? <laughs> yes, it's one seamless story that sometimes I don't yeah. think, the you know, we— you try to connect it like, well, it doesn't connect. Oh, it does. Yeah. It does. And so yeah. I'm, I'm grateful you've pointed some of this out. I liked how you— uh, you said something with 300 years and 700 years and 1,000 years. Yeah. And that, for us, even the 300, we can't imagine that. Yeah. I mean, like you said, we have a hard time thinking past today. Right. So I think that's really amazing. Yeah. So David was 1,000 years before Jesus, and then Isaiah's prophecy was 700 years yeah. before Jesus. So that's still a long time to But that gave him that little bit of like, don't worry. Yeah. have it forgot. Yeah. We know. We yeah. believe it's going to happen. But. Yeah, and there are many other mess of the prophets that had things to say about the Messiah. And it's if you look up just uh, prophe- uh, prophecies about Jesus, there's a bunch mm-hmm. of other things. And Yes, I encourage you, know, you to do that this yeah. season because Jesus is all over the Old Testament. Yeah. Prophesies, the coming Messiah, and um, 
it's just amazing to see the faith of those people that right. they kept that and passed that along generation after generation. Yeah. It's just incredible. Yeah, and they talk about the statistical probability that Jesus would have fit all of those, and it's like off the charts. I mean, it's just there's no way. So it's just incredible that very cool. You know, God is faithful, and He did it in, mm. in just the way He said He would do it. Also, yes. and kind of so, fits into you know the faithful King. <laughs> it does. It does, and that's definitely true. Yeah. So we're going to see more this week about how He's been faithful. And what do we have? What do we have to look forward to so, this weekend? What's come? What's our? What's our scripture? You want a sneak peek? I want a sneak peek. Of, uh, I think our, our our listeners need a sneak peek. T- this week is going to be called uh, the humble King, and we're going to look how mm. Jesus represents God's heart. Even though he's God, he humbled himself. And so mm, that sounds, that's all I'm going to give you. That sounds good. <laughs> sounds like, you know, if you're listening, don't miss it. Yeah. I hey, mean, it's going to be exciting. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> well, I'm going to have Pastor Peter hang around here for just a second, but I just wanted to give you a few things that are coming up here at Crossroads. Um, we have, we have this week, this is kind of a quiet week around Crossroads, but the following week is going to get really busy. So Thursday, the 14th of December at 10 a.m., Pastor Stephanie and I are going to bake and decorate cookies. So if you have Thursday, the 14th free at 10 o'clock, come in and help us. Uh, it's going to be fun. We're going to make it a lot of fun. We've got a lot of sprinkles and a lot of icing, so... Come in and visit with us and help us decorate some cookies because on the 15th and the 16th of December is Christmas on the Square. And I just have to say thank you guys so much. I, I just checked the sign-up sheet downstairs and they're almost full. And when I say almost full, they, they can be over full. I mean, as many of you guys that want to come out and help with Christmas on the Square, we just can't um, we can't thank you enough for your willingness to just jump in and be the hands and feet and help us do this wonderful community event. So Friday night, the 15th is from six to nine and Saturday, the 16th is from three to seven. And we would just love to see as many people um, from Crossroads come out and help us visit with people, welcome people into our church and pass out cookies and hot cocoa to all the families. They're gonna paint ornaments and listen to the Christmas story. So it'll be a great, great, great program. So. Keep those a few things in your calendars and um, hope you can make some of those. But right now I'm going to ask Pastor Peter if he would pray for us today. Sure. Glad to do it. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for this time. We've had to just just think about some of the amazing things that are recorded in the Bible of how you've been faithful and how you've kept your promises. And we see it all over the Christmas story. So I pray that you just bring more of those to mind. And, and really the whole story is about how much you love us. It's like Jesus did all of this is about how you're reaching toward us and you just invite us to come to you. And so I pray that we would just feel that love this time of year and that uh, we would share that with others. So I thank you for each person listening. I just bless them today and all that's going on at this church. And thank you for just Jesus and all you've done in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much. And I hope that you got a little extra out of our discussion from last week's sermon. And, um, As always, I sure hope you have a great rest of your week, and I hope to see you all on Sunday.